0: Well, it's nice to be be back, though we've been back, I think we've made four trips in the last two weeks up to Orpington, but anyway, it's good to be back and uh, good to hear good reports of you. What, we've still got a bit of an echo there? Lower it. How's that? Uh, <clears throat> okay, uh, <clears throat> So it's good to hear good reports that God's working through you, and I'm sure it'll be great to pray this week. Um, <clears throat> we've still got a bit of an echo there. Sorry, we'll sort this out. Hello? Yeah, is that better? Well, I was given a a passage to speak on this morning, so this is what I've decided to do. uh, To be good? No, to be a good boy and do what I'm asked. And I understand you're doing a series on the miracles of Jesus. And I guess the reason you want to do a a series on the miracles of Jesus is because you believe that not just there as a bit of entertainment for us to think about, but they're actually there because we, um, we believe that Jesus wants to do those same sort of miracles today. I hope that's the case. That's what, I, that's what I believe. I don't believe the Bible's written just for a bit of entertainment. But it's there to encourage us in our daily lives. In our lives we live <clears throat> uh, every day. And so the, the miracle I've, I was given to speak on was in John's Gospel, chapter 9. And I'll read it to you. It says, Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day the night is coming when no one can work as long as I am in the world I am the light of the world when he had said these things he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay and he said to him go wash in the pool of Siloam which is translated sent so he went and washed and came back seeing a blind man is healed, which is a a wonderful miracle really. But you know in the book of John, John writes not just about physical miracles, that isn't really what his prime reason for writing is. He wants to bring out spiritual truth and therefore I believe that when we read this miracle we have to, we, we can read it quite legitimately in terms of what happens about spiritual blindness. When we can't see things that are spiritually true. And it says of this man, as Jesus passed by him, that uh, he was blind from birth. He was blind from birth. And the truth is, this is true. Every one of us is born into this world blind to spiritual truth, we're born blind. To Jesus. We don't really see God as we ought to. And we're born blind. We don't see, we don't see the kingdom of God. Je- Jesus said this in John chapter 3, it says this, most assuredly I say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of God. You've got to be born again. You haven't just got to be born once into this world. You've got to be born again of the Spirit of God to see the kingdom of God. And so you're born blind, really. Spiritually blind. So Jesus is addressing, in a sense, through this miracle, John is trying to bring out the truth of how Jesus can bring us to a place of spiritual revelation and understanding where we see the kingdom of God. Now the first question we read in here is that the disciples immediately said well who sinned, this man or his parents that he was born blind? And immediately we need to put out of our minds if we're going to be free or we're going to come into spiritual sight is this idea that somehow it's related to our background, our um, what we've done this week or something like that we're born blind all of us are in the same boat and it, we're not to have the blame game you know oh well, we try and work it out oh well if only I did this then I'll be able to understand things and see things better no nothing you can do can help you see uh, God and the kingdom of God You can't do it. It's a miracle. Okay, we're talking about miracle this morning. Miracle is, it's something that God's got to do in our lives and hearts. We can't work it out for ourselves. We can't say, well, if we're better, if we try harder to live a good life, then we'll have spiritual understanding. You don't. You don't see the kingdom of God just because you try harder, just because you had a good good start in life, and your parents were, were Christians and lived a clean life. It doesn't mean that you're going to see things any clearer. It might point you in the right direction, but it is not. it does not bring you into spiritual sight. But that's what they thought. That's what we like to think. Well, it's cause and effect. If I do this, I'll get there. No, you won't get there. You need a miracle for spiritual sight, it says here. Because Jesus says, neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the works of God should be revealed in him. You know, that's why, well, you're born blind, accept it. And the, but the truth is, God wants to work in your life this morning. I want to say that God wants to be glorified in you, whatever your background, wherever you come from, God wants to, the purpose of you being on this earth is that God might be glorified in you. Isn't that encouraging? That God wants to be, you ought to be a trophy of God's grace this morning. That's what he wants for you. Whatever, wherever you started from, that you can say yes Jesus is at work in my life and it's all because of Jesus that I'm here. It's wonderful, it's wonderful that God wants to work like that. Now if you were, uh, if you were blind How would you know Jesus was a... How would you respond to Jesus if you're blind? Well, we read in another passage. Sorry, not another passage, another story about a blind man. There was a man called Bartimaeus. And he said he cried out as Jesus passed by, "Son Son of man, have mercy upon me. Son of man, have mercy upon me. He cried out. And in the end, if you're blind, that's all you can do, is cry for God to do something in your life. Because you're blind, you can't see it. And then Jesus makes this amazing statement. He says, as long as I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And yet the truth is that if you're blind, you can't see the light. And that's the truth, isn't it? If you're blind, you can't see the light. Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, to a blind man, and yet he couldn't see the light. And it just goes to show, doesn't it, that you need God to do this miracle in you. It says in, in 2 Corinthians, it says this. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. We're in this world, naturally, and we're blind. Because the enemy has blinded us. And we can't see the light. It's no good saying to someone who's blind, look at that light over there, isn't it wonderful? He won't see it. And that's the truth. Of us this morning that we recognize that we're we're blind and it's no good saying to the man down the road who has no under, who is not in the kingdom of God you've got to say Jesus is the light of the world he doesn't because he can't see it well what do you mean it doesn't mean anything to me but Jesus comes to make to enable us to see the light and Jesus does it himself now I want to volunteer, <laughs> it'll have to be Simon won't it because he's sitting there <coughs> and he's big and ugly, <laughs> come here Simon. listener now yeah, go and wash it off <laughs> <laughs> yeah just go, go and wash it I just thought I'd do that to show that's what Jesus actually did Well, except he spat in the ground it says and he made some clay out of the ground and he put it on the man's eyes and then told him to go and wash it off. That's all Jesus did. That was what, and he came back, it says seeing. (laughs) I've got it all over my Bible in the mud. Dear, oh dear. He came back seeing. How's Jesus going to make the blind man see. You would have thought perhaps Jesus would have said, Be receive your sight, Simon. But he didn't. He did he went through this what we've just done. He got some he spat into the ground and he made some paste and he put it on the man's eyes and he told him to go and clean it off. Have you ever, particularly if it's your wife or your husband, you know there's something wrong with them? How do you deal with it? Do you go up to them and say, you ought to do something about so-and-so? You ought to do something about your appearance to your wife. ever said that to your wife? Doesn't go down very well, does it? You ought to... You ought to act better to so-and-so. And And you realise, don't you, that if you come directly, if someone is blind and they don't see something, if you speak directly to them about it, generally it creates a very negative reaction. Because they don't see it. They think you're just having a go at them. You might have a real good intention to help them, but they don't see it and so they react. And I can honestly say in the pastoral ministry, there are one or two people who I've challenged who I never got that relationship back again afterwards. Because I challenged them directly about something I saw clearly was wrong in them and it created a barrier. And you realise that Jesus is showing the way that He deals with our spiritual blindness. He doesn't come up to you and say, "You ought to see," because you know what it's like if you go up to someone and directly confront them about something. It's like spitting in their eye. What if I'd kissed Simon to come to me and I just spat in his eye? <laughs> yeah, don't perish the thought. What would you have done? He's, How dare you, Paul? Oh, you're never coming back to this church again. We can't have people spitting at people in our church. Would <laughs> you? You wouldn't do that. But that's what it's like when you criticise somebody over something that they can't see is wrong in their life. That's what it's like to them. You think about when someone's criticised you, what it feels like. You react. You say, How oh, dare they. And you, want to, you don't want to have anything to do with them anymore. And Jesus is showing us the way that he deals with spiritual blind. He does not confront it directly. He doesn't go up to you and say, you're up the rule. You're a sinner. He doesn't say that to you. But he takes the word and he mixes it with things that you can understand. That's what he does. That is why Jesus spoke to the multitudes in parables. Because he didn't deal with things directly with them. He spoke in ways, in ways which they could understand. They could say, well, actually, perhaps that does apply to me. Perhaps there is something that I could accept. That's the way Jesus did it. Let me just give you an example from Scripture of way this happened. In 2 Samuel and chapter 12, we have King David, and he's been a very, very bad man, <clears throat> worse than anything you'd, re- you'd see on EastEnders. he sees a a, a beautiful woman. So he goes and takes her to himself. And when he finds out she's pregnant, he has her husband killed in battle, a very noble man. Now, you could say, well, David's completely up the wall. He needs addressing. We've got to address this issue of sin in David's life. You might think God would say that about his great king, David. A man, it says, was after God's own heart. But he doesn't. It says this in chapter 12. Then the Lord sent Nathan, the prophet, to David. And he came to him and said to him, There were two men in one city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had exceedingly many flocks and herds. But the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb, which he had bought and nourished. And it grew up together with him and with his children, it ate of his own food and drank from his own cup and lay in his own bosom, and it was like a daughter to him. And a traveler came to the rich man who refused to take from his own flock and from his own herd, to prepare one of the wayfaring men, one for the, for the wayfaring man who had come to him. And he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for the man who had come to him. So David's anger was greatly aroused against the man. And he said to Nathan. As the Lord lives, the man who has done this shall surely die and he shall restore fourfold for the lamb because he did this thing and because he had no pity. Then, David, then Nathan said to David, You are the man. You are the man. See, David didn't see it. He didn't see really. You think, well, what? he should see that. You know, he's committed adultery. He's had a man killed. He's had his, the, the woman's husband killed. He's created an illegitimate baby out of all this. And yet he didn't see that he'd done wrong. If Nathan had gone to him and said, you've done it all wrong, he probably would have had him executed. Because he was blind. But Nathan comes with a story. And when David's told the story, he sees. He's able to see. Hang on. You're the man, that applies to you David. And you see that's what the Lord wants to do. He wants to come and, rev- and speak his word but in ways in which we can understand. He wants to get alongside us. You know <clears throat> there's, a, there's a sense where by spitting into the ground and then creating this paste, it's almost like it's a picture. Of Jesus himself that might sound a bit strange to you but it says of Jesus that he was the word made flesh and he dwelt among us Jesus comes the word of God the living word of God comes in human form which we're going to celebrate in a few weeks time he comes in in into the into humanity and he comes and lives amongst men for 33 years just God in, in human flesh, living amongst men. And he identifies with them. And he, he becomes like them, in, in the sense, not in the sense sinful sense, but in the sense that he shares in their griefs, he shares in their sorrows, he shares in their joys. He understands the human condition. He comes there. And that's what we need, isn't it? When we're blind, what we need is someone who can get alongside us and understands our situation and doesn't come and just spit in our eye. We need someone that gets alongside us and demonstrates what the truth is and lives that truth beside us. And that's what Jesus came to do, to live the truth of God's word before men and women. So that their their eyes might be opened, and they might see. Uh, We were hearing last Sunday. Jesus' great statement: "I am the bread of life. He that unless a man eats of me, he shall die." What a thing to say! I am the bread of life. You've got to eat me to live. And many didn't understand that statement. But the disciples didn't really understand it either. But but they recognised there was something about this man, there was something about his life that was different and they wanted to follow it. And as they followed it, gradually they started to see. And we've got to see that Jesus comes to us, even today, and says to us, gets alongside us and provides the answer for our sin our blindness he himself died upon the cross that we might see God that we might see the kingdom of God and it's only as we allow that death of Jesus upon the cross to be applied to our blindness will we see You say, well, that's stupid. You're just saying you've just got to believe a truth about something that happened 2,000 years ago. That's right. It's a miracle. How does it happen? I don't know how it happens, but it's a miracle. And that's the miracle we're talking about today. Jesus is the cross of Jesus. It's what Jesus did upon the cross to enable us to see God and see the kingdom of God. Only that way. That's the only way you'll see it. You've got to believe that God came in human form and died upon a cross for you. And that is how you'll see. Do you believe that this morning? Because that's the only way you'll see. Trying to work it out for yourself. Trying to understand it all. You'll never get there. You'll never get there. You're just blind. How can you see it? Jesus is like the world, but you don't see it because you're blind. And Jesus says just receive me just receive what I did upon the cross and you can see it's a truth I can honestly say that that the areas and we've all got blind spots in our lives I have I'm sure you see them in me but the only way I get rid of my blind spots is when I see someone living maybe in a way that I want to live. I think, well actually my life's not like that, I, I, I want to do something about it. And what do we do when we sense that, you know, something's wrong in our lives? What do we do? Do we cry out to God? Because that is the answer, To cry out to God, that's why it's great you're praying this week. I encourage you to come and be part of it because that is the answer. It's simple in lots of ways. What do you do when you're blind? You cry. That's all you can do. You can't work it out. You can't get there. You've got to cry out to God. And you cry out to God and say, "Lord, I need what you did upon the cross in my life." And that's where the change comes. That's where light comes. when you come like that. Now that's, it seems crazy, but that's the truth. That's what I've found in my life. Spiritual light has come when I've just accepted what Christ did and say, "Lord. I just stand on what you've done. Thank you, Jesus. And then transformation comes. There's one more thing that Jesus asked him to do. It says of him, go wash in the pool of Siloam. Go wash in the pool of Siloam. Which means sent. If you Just believe today, you probably won't come into spiritual light because there needs to be a place where you go and do what God's telling you to do. It's not complicated, it's not uh, a great hurdle and and difficulty that you've got to get through. You've just got to do the thing. God's called you to do it. It may be very simple. There was a man called Naaman. In the Old Testament, he was a Syrian warrior. He was told to go and wash in the River Jordan seven times, and he'd be free of leprosy. He said, how dare, what a stupid thing to say. Aren't there great rivers in Syria that are much better than these rivers of in dirty River Jordan? And in the end, he was persuaded just to go and do it. And he went and washed seven times. And when he, on the seventh time he came out of the water, his skin was as new and he was healed. It may be that as we believe, we've got to be prepared to, to do what God's telling us to do. Maybe just one step it's going to be, just one step. <laughs> All God asks you to do is one step at a time. And as you take that step so you become aware. You suddenly become aware of God. I know that for me, many years ago I responded at a meeting to Jesus. He was speaking, I felt he was speaking and and I realised that there was things not right in my life. And so this, this preacher said, Well, why don't you get the person next to you to pray for you? So I did. And I thought, Well, that's it. I don't know what's happened. But I know this I was walking down the road three days later, and suddenly I saw Jesus. Didn't see a person. I saw who Jesus was. I can't describe it. I just know I saw the kingdom of God what it's like. But I had to be obedient. Three days later, the revelation came. Jesus became real to me in a way and he's never left me. God's going to ask you to do things. Just little things. Step at a time. May just be to ask you someone to to pray for you it may be to respond in some way to what God is saying maybe you just got to get up tomorrow and pray I don't know what it is that God's calling you to do but he'll teach you because this word it says that he says they're called, called to go and wash in the pool of Siloam which means sent and there's a sense where the pool of Siloam is a picture of the Holy Spirit He's the sent one from God and we're told to go and as we go so we find the Holy Spirit goes with us and we enter into what he's doing. But he won't won't be with you unless you do what Jesus says. That's That's what he's there to do. He's there to encourage you and help you to do what Jesus is saying. Do we we want to see this morning? Do you want to see the kingdom of God? Do you want to be aware of spiritual reality? Or are you blind this morning? Because Jesus is offering us in this way a way to know him, a way to see him. Do you see him this morning? Is he a reality to you? Or is he just an idea and an abstract thought somewhere and you believe this and that about God because I want to tell you this morning that God wants to do something greater in your life he wants to bring you into spiritual revelation of himself he wants to bring you into light for he is the light of the world he doesn't want you to stay in that dark place where you don't know anymore you say yes I know I know I can say this morning I know Jesus you say, how do I know Jesus? Well, I just know him in my heart. I just know he's there, he's real. How did it happen? Well, I don't really know. I just know I responded to him. It was Jesus. It wasn't me. It wasn't because I worked it out and I, I worked out a good philosophy and a good way and I studied this and that book. And it wasn't because I did any of that. It wasn't because I talked to this person or that person. It's because I came to Jesus. And he applied his life to my life. And it was as simple as that. And as I went and obeyed what he was saying, so the revelation came. Do you want that this morning? Is there something in your life where you're maybe, you see, the thing is a blind person can't see it, they can't see what they're missing. If you'd been born blind, you were, I, I could describe a tree to you and you wouldn't really know what it looks like. I could describe it. And you'd say, oh yeah, well, maybe that's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you wouldn't know for yourself what a tree looks like, would you? And I could describe what God's like. I could describe what life in the kingdom of God's like. And you'd say, well, that's interesting, Yes. But until you've seen it for yourself, you, you don't know what I'm talking about, really. And I just know this, that this desire to, to see comes from just a place where you, you're unsettled, where you just want something more. You don't know what it is, you can't see it, but somehow out there you think there must be more. Perhaps you're saying, there must be more than this in your life this morning. Perhaps you're saying, oh, you know, I just don't sense that that things are right in my life at the moment. Maybe you're feeling that. You don't know what it is, you can't put your finger on it. But you know there's something something extra, something you're not seeing. Let me encourage you this morning. Jesus has died, Jesus rose again. Jesus glorified that you might have spiritual sight this morning, whoever you are. It's, it doesn't matter what your background is. It doesn't matter what your parents did or whether you've had a Christian upbringing. It doesn't matter. It's for you this morning. He wants to bring you into spiritual light. Because I see it. I see it in Scripture. I see Jesus. said, I am the light of the world. But men are living in blindness and darkness. They can't see it. And he says, I've come and I gave my life that they might see. Do you want to see this morning? Do you want to see? Do you want to see God? Do you want to see Jesus? Do you want to know your heart's right with God? There's a way. He's made a way. And he shows us the way in this passage. You know, if we'd read on, we read that the opposition came to this man it came from the religious people See, we always have trouble with the religious ideas and religious thoughts because religious people might say to you well you can't know God I've had that said to me well you can't know God you can't see the kingdom of God we we, we just vaguely have an idea of it that's none true you can know God this morning. You can know what it is to have a re- know the reality of Jesus in your life. It's for you. But you've got to respond to Him. You've got to cry out. You've got to ask Him to come into your life afresh. You've got to let Him deal with the blindness. Don't try and work it out for yourself. Don't try and understand it. Just respond to Him. Just say, yes, Lord, I believe that you can sort out my spiritual blindness. You are the answer. Do we believe that this morning? Because that's the truth that Jesus came to bring. He is the answer. He died. He was the the word made flesh. And it can be applied to our blindness. That cross that he died on is applied to us. And it becomes real. And it opens a door into spiritual reality amen we're going to pray we're going to pray